Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. Colorado, hire a goddamn coach. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. Luke Fickle's shadow agent. And with me, as always, is AJ Quickwash Marchese. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day. Today we're going to talk all the head coaching changes in the NFL and college football. Let's hit it. The times of the cloak, the pigs have been made. A bunch of rookies about to be paid. They've left the stage. The lights have gone down. Everyone's gone back home to their towns. So it's time to rock. It's time to play ball. I can't freaking wait for the fall. Seven rounds have passed, seven rounds have gone. So let's kick some ass, let's watch Saquon. If you took a chance, if you got it wrong, well, you set your franchise back, but on bump I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So, if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Eastern Washington's considering eliminating their athletic department. And that's how we start today's show. How can you blindside me with that? That's so tragic. I just got a Reddit notification for it. Ooh, big flex that you're on Reddit now. Finally figured it out, eh, bud? Uh, not really. I just get. I don't know how to stop the notifications, so I get a lot of them. <laughs> That's that sounds. Uh, that sounds sad. Uh, okay, this isn't just an NFL draft show. Sometimes we just talk about other stuff, like <laughs> coaching changes, because we like talking about coaching changes. I do. And so we're going to go through all five NFL head coaching changes and grade them. And what are we at in college football now? 22, 20, 23 if we count Colorado, who hasn't hired a head coach. Uh, but I've got some uh, some rumored Whoa. coaches for that. Um, but yeah, we'll start with the NFL. We'll work through that. 
We'll, we'll, we'll grade it on different uh, scales just to keep everyone confused, <laughs> including ourselves. And uh, next week, what are we hitting them with next week? We got a quarterback fits show and the NFL Combine preview. Awesome. Good content. Tune in. Double download. Download, delete. No, wait. Download. No, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe. Download, play, then re-download and play it again. And then unsubscribe. I don't even know if that makes us money. I don't understand anything. I don't know either. No one knows. And that's the charm of this show. So let's dive head on first, alphabetically, into the NFL head coaching hires. Starting with the Carolina Panthers, who, obviously, Ron Rivera was the first head coach at this year. And they replaced him with Matt Rule, Matt Rule Baylor's head coach, uh, long-rumored future NFL head coach. Finally got it. Um, has like unlimited safety with his contract. Uh, (laughs) Dave Tepper really making himself in his presence known as the new Panthers owner. Uh, I mean, this felt like the slam dunk hire rules, a combination of X's and O's analytics, offense and defensive history uh, for Mm -hmm. coaching. Uh, On top of that, obviously he kind of built that temple program and then really, revive that Baylor program. Let me start off by saying I'm still kind of shocked that uh, Matt Rule is not the head coach of the New York Giants. I think that says so much about Dave Gettleman and then so much about Dave Tepper. It says a lot about the Daves. I 100% agree. Uh, Yeah, Uh, this is my highest ranked uh, hire for the NFL, Rob. Oh, do you have a higher ranked college one? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, cool. Good to know. Noted. <laughs> we'll see. I can't remember. Like, like I said, our our scales are different, and they make no sense. Uh, yeah, I agree. This is. I think this is a slam dunk. Uh, which this is a this is a layup, Rob. Which uh, coordinator hire are you more excited about for Matt Rule's staff? Phil Snow. He's been around the block. <laughs> Respect. Longtime defensive coordinator in college football. <laughs> Although he did retain, or no, did he retain Chase Blackburn and he hired Chase Blackburn? No, he he was there last year. Okay, yeah, so retaining Chase Blackburn as special teams coordinator, that felt like a big deal. Agreed. Let's move on. No. No. Okay, Uh, first of all, Matt Rule was the slam dunk head coaching hire this offseason. I think most people would agree with that. Um, And then kind of the, the potential slam dunk offensive coordinator hire was Joe Brady. And it felt like, uh, I mean, Wink Martindale somehow invented head coaching hype because the rumor of Joe Brady potentially being his offensive coordinator. And here we are a couple months later, Matt Rule, the slam dunk head coach, gets the slam dunk college OC hiring LSU's Joe Brady. I feel so bad for Wink. Like, you just keep getting with bad news off the start of the show. But no, Joe Brady, obviously, historic run at LSU last year. Um... I mean, like it's it's so exciting to see what he can do with this Panthers offense, like and seeing if Cam Newton is retained. Um, That's the first and foremost, absolutely. Getting that into this offense we saw at LSU last year, through this past season, um, and then getting Christian McCaffrey with that Christian McCaffrey coming off the third a thousand a thousand season from a running back in NFL history. Uh, even like DJ Moore having a nice second year, Curtis Samuel having a nice third year. Both of those guys are going to look good in this offense, I think. Um, off the line, a couple holes, some patches to fill, but I, I think 
with Brady running this offense, it's going to look special next year. And or what, soon, at least. I think also with it's going to be interesting to see how they attack the draft because, I mean, Marty Herney is the GM, but I'm sure Matt Rule has more yeah. power with Dave Tepper giving him that type of contract. And they kind of seem like Marty Herney is, yes, the GM in title, but it's the Rule show. It's the Tepper show. Uh, Her, like, Herney's, I guess, an average-ish GM. Um it just feels like he's there to, like, stabilize the ship. Like, especially yes. like the last two years, but still just keeping on as the old uh, sea captain. Yeah, it feels like he'll probably take a step back over the next couple of years, and they'll bring in yeah. someone to pair with Rule. So seeing how they attack this draft, I, I mean, a lot of people are linking that seventh overall pick, if uh, they do stick with Cam, to either an offensive or defensive lineman, trench play. Mm-hmm. And I think that's right. just kind of how they're going to attack this draft in general is build up those trenches because, I mean, they did lose Luke Keekley obviously, and that's huge. But mm-hmm. Rule seems like with his offensive line background, a guy who would want to build up the trenches and kind of toughen up this football team. And that, you mentioned earlier how he's got an offense and defensive background. I kind of always love getting head coaches that have coached both sides of the football. Especially with the type of head coach you expect Matt Rule to be. Like, he's not the play caller. He's the CEO style of head coach. Yeah. Um, Versus, obviously, like, that's kind of the two different styles I think you can hire as a head coach in today's NFL is that that genius offensive play caller in the Shanahan style or McVeigh style. Or you get the CEO type, which is the Matt, what Matt Rule is. And, I mean, that's the Bill Belichick style. Those are the two, in my mind, best ways to go to uh, with a head coach these days. Yeah, for sure. And with a CEO style, you usually do need two really strong coordinators. And, and I it, think he's got such strong continuity with Phil Snow because he's been with him for so long. Yeah. And yeah. I think having Al Holcomb come in as the defensive run game coordinator, a guy who's been around the Panthers in the past, mm-hmm. is like a sneaky good just addition to that staff. No, that's true. I think the staff is pretty well-rounded. And uh, like for, for a rookie coach coming from college you always feel a little worrisome right because it's still it still question marks right it's still a jump for sure yeah rule just seems like the type of guy who can like he's he's but like i said so entrenched in both x's nose analytics and kind of being that inspiring voice in the locker room like he kind of hits everything you want to hit with especially with that ceo style head coach agreed you ready for your grade rob yeah i give them an a plus this is my highest rated uh uh, higher and, and again, Brady being the OC gives that that boost to like that kind of takes it from. I already thought it was a slam dunk higher, but it takes it to that next level. I agree. Like I, I give it a nine out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> if if it was just Matt Rule and like like a kind of uninspiring offense coordinator, it probably would have been an eight. But Brady gives it that near perfect bump. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very excited for this Panthers team, and I I'm a big Dave Tepper supporter. He's a former Steelers. Uh, mm-hmm owner and i was so happy when he got the panthers and just seeing the direction they're going he's really putting his stamp on this team and and although i love ron rivera and carolina clearly love ron rivera i am glad he gets to go stabilize his own program somewhere else um agreed but before we get to the washington's the cleveland browns freddie kitchens one year and done uh on to kevin stefanski the vikings offensive coordinator and the browns are the only team to also have to hire a gm this year and they hired andrew barry from the eagles um, That's so weird that only one GM, only one new GM this year. Eh? It, it, it wasn't uh, that many last year either. Um, no. And then Stefanski's coordinators are Alex Van Pelt on offense, uh, Joe Woods on defense, and Mike Pfeiffer on special teams. 
I think you're higher on Kevin Stefanski than I am. I, I think yeah. so too. Uh, now this is the hire they should have made last year. This the hire Paul De Podesta wanted to make last year. Dorsey mm-hmm. flexed his muscles, got his guy in Freddie Kitchens. Obviously, didn't work out. Um, yeah. Now it's going to be interesting to see Stefanski away from Gary Kubiak. Because mm-hmm. how much did Gary Kubiak have to do with the Vikings' offensive success last year? Obviously, um, Stefanski has that Kubiak-Shanahan-style background. Brad Childress coming from Andy Reid. Like, he's very entrenched in that zone-run, West Coast passing offense. Yeah. Um, and Van Pelt's an offensive coordinator hire I don't love. Uh, I, Me I, neither. I, like, it's kind of... It's less worrisome because Stefanski's yeah. going to be calling the plays. And I liked the Joe Woods hire on, on the defensive side, but like I, I don't love Van Pelt. I, he was a like a fine quarterback coach for Aaron Rodgers. I, Aaron Rodgers had a really good relationship with him, though, so it'll be interesting to see how that works with Baker. Um, but I think just getting a stable adult in the room in Stefanski as the head coach, and then also Baker Mayfield kind of matches that offense very, very well in my mind. I was about to say, I think the Browns' um, offensive roster is laid up pretty well to match what Kevin Stefanski wants to do. Yes, and I think they're using that 10th pick on offensive linemen. 100%. Yeah, they have to. So let's say insert Mackay back in, and the offensive line starts to get more interesting. Obviously, like yep. Nick Chubb's going to be perfect. Yep. Baker Mayfield's going to be wonderful on all the rollouts that uh, this, this offense sure. is likely to be using. Um, it's, it's just, I think... The, one of the most important things is having Stefanski having, like I said, being the adult in the room and being the guy like o- Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, like they they respect. I don't. I think there was a lack of that with Freddie Kitchens. Um, yeah. And then with Joe Woods as the defensive coordinator, obviously he comes over from San Francisco, where he's the DB's coach. Um, I think it's a sneaky, pretty strong hire. It. I I agree with you. It's it's not a hire that like like. Maybe I would have liked to see a, a bigger name, more—I don't know—I don't want to say flashy, but like a more stabilizing hire for DC when it's a, you know, a head coach that's only been OC for for a year and a bit. But uh, yeah, no, I think Joe Woods could be a, an up and coming defensive coordinator. One sure. of the better DB coaches in the league. Obviously, we saw what he did in San Fran, Denver before yeah. that. Uh, he was the longtime Vikings DB coach. That's where him and Stefanski's relationship kind of built. Um, mm-hmm. In, in having him come in with a defensive backfield that has Gree, Williams, and Denzel Ward, pieces to build around. Obviously, the front the front four is set, and I don't know. I, I'm excited to see just because I think it's almost written in stone. I mean, it's the draft, so we don't really know that. It, but and, and with Andrew Barry taking over as GM, uh, but assuming that first pick is used on offensive line, kind of seeing how they attack the rest of the draft with this new yeah. staff in place. Uh, I also really love that Bill Callahan's the O-line coach. Say what you will about Bill Callahan's history of coaching anything but the offensive line, but he's one of the best offensive line coaches we've seen. Uh, I, I think adding Chad O'Shea is pretty, pretty I was, cool, I was going to mention that, too, as the passing game coordinator. I thought he did yeah. good work in Miami. I still don't totally understand why he was out and Chan Gailey was hired. But yeah. <laughs> and, and, Chan's got to have a gig. You know that, right? And, and O'Shea's the passing game coordinator. And with Stump Mitchell, Stump Mitchell's one of the best running back coaches we've seen. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's like although Stefanski's a younger guy, he's got veteran coaches around him like Bill yeah. Callahan, Stump Mitchell, 
uh, Alex Van Pelt, like guys who've been around the league. And then it's got like O'Shea's a younger uh, guy and um, Joe Woods is a younger guy. And I just really like how the staff has been built. It just yeah, feels like the I, most, I agree with you. It feels like the most competent staff that we've seen. And there's obviously continuity between Andrew Barry and Paul D. Podesta in the front office. And mm-hmm. they brought in Ryan Grigson, which is, I don't know why, but hey, here we are. <laughs> no, I agree with you. It's like, uh, like I'll say this: there's no way the staff gets fired next year. I shouldn't say that because it's the Cleveland Browns. But you feel well, like it feels very well rounded and stable almost. Yeah, like I don't think they're making a playoff push or anything, but they're finally they trending in the right direction. Like, yeah, eight and eight seems doable, um, especially if the the Steelers continue to kind of stumble, and yeah. obviously the the Bengals are in rebuild mode, so it just be. Like the, the, there was a situation with this staff where I could see them being like eight and eight and fighting with Pittsburgh for the second spot in the AFC North. That's fair enough. Uh, what'd you grade it? I gave it a B plus. I gave it a seven out of ten. So is that a B? <laughs> yeah, it's a B. Okay. <laughs> On to the America's team. The Dallas Cowboys finally fired Jason Garrett. Thank God, and they hired Mike McCarthy. <clears throat> Uninspiring, but an upgrade. Um. Yeah, what McCarthy did, my my first bit like I didn't love the McCarthy thing, although apparently he's more analytical friendly than he used to be, and you know just being seeing slant flat over and over. I love the staff he put together. I love that he retained Kellen Moore as offensive coordinator. I love that he brought in Mike Nolan as defensive coordinator, and he stole John Fossil, best special teams coordinator in the history of the NFL, from the Rams, and then. Not even it doesn't end there. Like they had Jim Tom Sula is one of the best D line coaches in football. They brought in George Edwards, who's out in Minnesota. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it's a really strong veteran staff with a creative play caller in Kellen Moore. Who, as long as Mike McCarthy doesn't take play calling duties away from him, like it's going to be interesting. This is to me an overall upgrade over the previous staff. I agree with you. I, I like pretty much fully agree with you. I'm. The Mike McCarthy hire in itself is extremely not exciting. It's a um, it's a very wait and see approach to see if he actually has changed. I I am not buying it. I'll go on the record as of this but second of saying I don't believe it. As long as he doesn't take away Kellen Moore's play calling duties, I think yeah. like he can be a veteran like adult in the room style head coach. But you just always worry if Kellen Moore. So let's say the Cowboys offense kind of stumbles through the first two games. How quickly is he going to pull a trigger, especially because Kelmore yeah. was already there? Yeah. But defensively, I love Mike Nolan. I'm a very long-time Mike Nolan lover, so I think that was a really strong defensive hire. Um, I'm happy to see him at, as a DC again. Yeah. And he did a great job with the New Orleans linebackers last year. Yeah, so I like, I like the staff. In that division, this coaching staff is good enough to win the division, I think. I gave it a B. I gave it a 7 out of 10 as well. I think, like, again, I don't love the McCarthy hire, but I th- it, it, it's not surprising it's, it's, and it makes a lot of sense. It's not an exciting staff hire, but it's a safe one that, like, you can see this team going 10 and 6 under yeah. this this new staff. Where as J- it, J- like, they won't lose as many games that they should win. And they'll win the games they're supposed to win. And, and they'll lose the games they're supposed to lose. But Jason Garrett was losing games he was supposed to win because he was a bad head coach. Yeah, like it gets a bit of a bump for me because Jason Garrett's finally gone. Yeah, that's the other thing. Just that that was very nice. Uh, okay, you already mentioned the New York Giants. Uh, they didn't get Matt Rule like we all suspected they would. Pat Shermer out, Joe Judge in, the, the Patriots special teams coordinator. With his staff being Jason Garrett as offensive coordinator. 
Patrick Graham as defensive coordinator and Thomas McGahey as special teams coordinator. I'm not sure how to say his name either, Rob, so I'll let you try. Uh, Okay, let's start with Joe Judge. Um, How much of a Joe Judge fan are you, Rob? Well, see, I'm torn because I'm a big, big, big special teams coordinator should be looked at as head coach guy. You are, yeah. Um, Dave Tobe forever. So... In that respect, I'm glad a special teams guy got a chance. Yeah. Uh, other than that, like it's so hard to judge it because you just don't really know anything. Yeah, it should be called Joe. We can't judge his name. Should be actually like he he he's been special teams coordinator with the Pats f- since 2015. He yeah. coached receivers this past year. Um, he worked for Saban, Alabama. Like you like that background, but then when you think like you, I mean, it's hard not to be like, well, he was under Saban and Belichick, but a lot of those guys were, and a lot of them don't work out. So, For sure. Yeah. So, like, at the same time, it's like you kind of, at some point, you have to stop buying into that whole idea. I, I, I 100% agree with you. I will say that Joe Judge is, seems like one of the few that Belichick has tried to actually groom in his older age to become a head coach, you know what I mean? I think my only worry is that that happened too quick. I that's I was about to say the exact same thing. Give him another, like, like another two years is... Like I could have seen Bill like move him around the offense a little bit, you know what I mean, and let him get a taste of everything. I, I think part of it was obviously with the Giants' history with um, the big tuna and Belichick, and like Joe yeah. Judge kind of fits that mold uh, from from the Northeast, tough guy, coach like obviously coach special teams, um, has won Super Bowls as a assistant coach, um, yeah, and, and, and like. Played at Mississippi State, like he he he's played. I feel like uh, at a high level. Um, and then on top of that, it's like he's a very polar opposite of Pat Shermer in terms of Pat Shermer's kind of this. I like Pat Shermer as an offensive coordinator. I don't think a lot of like anybody really ever believed in him as like the leader uh, yeah. of a team. Whereas Joe Judge is kind of in that CEO role. He hires Jason Garrett as OC, which. I mean, say what you will about Jason Garrett. At least I, I like. I always love the idea of a new head coach hiring former head coaches to his staff. Agreed. Yeah. And, and like, I, I think Jason Garrett is a good fit for what Daniel Jones does. Um, and then defensively, like Patrick Graham stealing him from the Dolphins, also a former Patriots guy. Like, I kind of, yeah. I, it's just, it's too much of an unknown. I, and, and he, he hired Freddie Kitchens, which is another head coach in the building as a tight ends coach. Um, Brought in Mark Colombo as the O line coach. It's a solid hire. Derek Dooley's in there. Who like say what you will again, former head coach still. Brett Bielma's same same deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, in theory, I like I kind of it, it, you have no idea, really. But like For I gave it a yeah. C plus because it just felt like such a letdown of a, a coaching stuff. And now I would not be surprised in three years I look like an idiot for saying that, and like this ends up being one of the better. Staff hires because it's a very veteran staff under yeah. under a guy who Belichick and Saban bang the table for, and he fits kind of the 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 head coaching mold that the Giants have had success with in the past. No, for sure. Like it, it like it's just a big question mark. Um, it feels pretty boomer busty. Yeah. But then, like the reality is probably going to be like Joe Judge goes six and ten for three straight years or something like that. Well, that would be yeah. awful. That's just bust. No, I know, but you, like, like it's not like he flames out terribly, but like well, it's that like, is uh, six and ten, three years in a row is a flame. Okay, fine. Like eight, and eight. 
Like, going eight to 8-8 eight 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 is like being an average head coach because it's 500, AJ. Okay, let me do the math on that quick. Okay, yeah, that adds up. If you went 6-10 no, two years in a row, you'd probably get fired. Yeah, sure. Like Shermer. Anyways, um, I give it a 6 out of 10. Maybe that's why I had that <laughs> number on my mind. Mm. Okay, finally, the Washington Washingtons. Obviously, they fired Jay Gruden. Did I say Ron Rivera got fired first? Jay Gruden got fired first. It's true. But Ron Rivera replaced him, so that's why I got confused. Uh, Ron Rivera in as Washington's head coach. Brought in Scott Turner as his OC, Jack Del Rio as his DC, and Nate Kizer as his special teams coordinator. Feels like for the first time Washington has some stability. Be- stability. Part yes. part of that is 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 your move just to repeat the same word I said. Yes, I do that move. Um, part of it is because Allen is obviously out in the front office. Uh, Ron Rivera is that CEO style head coach. He has a former head coach uh, in Jack Del Rio as his defensive coordinator, a guy who's had a lot of success as head coach and defensive coordinator. And then Scott Turner, he brings over from Carolina, who they were kind of mentoring in Carolina under his yeah. his dad, Norv. Um, and, like, it just seems like the most stable staff they've had in a while. I 100% agree. That's why I wasn't – I said it at the same time as you, Rob, but definitely the, the first word that comes to mind is stability. And uh, like even, I like Ron Rivera. Even, yeah, even if Ron Rivera doesn't, like, really take them – like, he's the guy to bring in – to clean up it's almost like bringing yeah. in in that in college football bringing in that guy who kind of gets you from not being bowl eligible to being a consistent eight win team maybe he can't get you to double digit wins and playing in near six bowl games but he cleans up the program and kind of gets it back on track and by the time he retires you bring in that new guy who can push it over the top type thing I agree. It's he's almost like a bridge coach, but that's kind of mean to say to run. Especially because he's, he's a great head coach. Like he's one of the best head coaches we've seen in the last decade, he seems like the perfect hire for. The, he's exactly what they needed. Yeah, pretty much. And like again, I I I don't see Ron Rivera bringing this franchise to a Super Bowl or anything like that. But that says more about the franchise than it does Ron Rivera. It's finally taking the step in the right direction since yeah. like he is that Joe Gibbs asked like obviously not the Joe Gibbs won three Super Bowls with the franchise, but like. That stable factor at head coach. Like, it's almost yeah, like that, when, when Joe Gibbs' return. Like, you know the second yeah. time Joe Gibbs was their head coach? Yeah. And, and he'll be the, the th- when Rivera retires, they'll bring Gibbs back again and he'll win us. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I give them an E minus. It just felt like the most stable move. That, and I like Jay Gruden. I think he's a perfect fit as the Jaguars OC. Um, yeah. But this is the. Like the guy that stabilizes your program and that CEO head coaching role, Bruce Allen's finally gone. Things are finally going in the right direction for once. Agreed. I, I give it a seven and a half. I feel the exact same way, maybe to a lesser extent than you, but uh, it, it definitely is. It's the first step in in, a, in the right direction. Like the, the Washington, he feel Rivera's the guy to kind of take them as far as they can, while Dan Sanders the owner. That's kind of how mm-hmm. I feel. Pretty much, yeah. Ah, speaking of feeling, if you're feeling like betting on some. NBA All-Star games or <laughs> NHL regular season or mm-hmm. pitchers and catchers are reporting soon maybe. March Madness is around the corner. Head to mybookie.ag. Use promo code chair. They'll double your cash. And that means you get more money to bet with. Which means you can make more money to then invest in betting on baseball when pitchers and catchers do report. Ain't that right, AJ? Absolutely. I think they've reported, but doesn't matter. Uh, okay, good to know. 
That's that's baseball talk for the year. Uh, okay, that was the NFL head coaches. Uh, there's far more college football head coaches to talk about. It won't be nearly as in-depth. No. But we'll go through them all, and we'll talk about the ones we want to talk about. We won't add that much to the ones we don't want to add that much to. Um, anyway... Alphabetical, uh, Appalachian State with Eli Drinkwitz leaving to be Missouri's head coach. They hire Sean Clark uh, with the staff of. T- I'm going to read it. I'm not going to say OCDC uh, STC every time, so I'm just going to say it in that order. Do you understand, AJ? I uh, yeah. I, I wish you said the the, the band ACDC, but well, I'll settle for this. Okay, Tony Peterson, Dale Jones, and Brian Haynes as his coordinators. Okay. Now, what do we think? Uh, I feel bad for App State for losing two I, great head coaches I don't, so quickly. I see. My thing is, how great are we sure Eli Drinkwitz is? And that's uh, we'll have more to say on that when we get to Missouri. Um, but yeah, like Sean Clark isn't even his guy. Like Sean Clark's a holdover. Yeah, I. Like I'm fine with this hire. I think it's. Soon. I think I, I. I. like it better than Eli Drinkwitz. That's my take. Oh. Okay, that's interesting. I. I'll. I'll jump to the grade. I give it a seven out of ten. I think it's another just stable move, sticking with the staff, and uh, I think App State's going to be just as good next year. But, like that's the thing to me. It's Eli Drinkwitz was, like obviously came in an instant success, but Scott Satterfield built that program. For sure. Sean Clark is a Satterfield guy. Who's he was the OC and O line coach for Satterfield. Yeah. This is, I think, the smartest move App State can make. I'm very passionate about this, clearly. The smartest move App State can make um, is, is yep. just going with the guy the program loves. And I, I don't know, like, they, they're just going to be one of the best group of five teams again. Zach Thomas back at QB. Um, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, B+. Plus, I I think, yeah, like, rather than try and make a big splash and whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay. Arkansas. This is the one AJ is real passionate about. Oh, yeah. Because Chad Morris was fired way too soon, right, AJ? Retweet. Uh, Chad Morris. Bum rap. Chad, Chad Morris. Fuck. Chad Morris out. Sam Pittman in, the Georgia offensive line coach. Uh, yeah. With the coordinators being Kendall Bryles, Barry Odom, and Scott Fountain. Uh, <laughs> interesting staff, Rob. I like it's I, it's weird that like Sam Pittman is obviously if you look at the SEC head coaching hires kind of the least by far the least in, inspiring and then all of a sudden he's got two of the biggest coordinator names like fresh coordinator I names I should say yeah like like the Bryles stink is still a little bit in my nose I'll, I'll admit that I like the Barry um, Odom hire a little bit eh me too I think Barry Odom is a really solid hire obviously knows the SEC and. Um, has, I think he's, he's a solid coach. Yeah, like, been, a, been a head coach in the SEC. Obviously, didn't work out in Missouri, but um, he's been a good defensive coordinator in the SEC. And the thing yeah. the thing with Arkansas is I think they just have to understand that's, that's a big issue with a lot of college football programs, especially ones that saw success back, back in the day. Having realistic expectations. Yeah, yeah. like if Arkansas is consistently winning eight games, that's like, that is amazing. And maybe the guy to do that is a safer hire like a Sam Pittman who's kind of this old school offensive line coach. He's been around the SEC. He's coached offensive lines in major college football for so long. And, and then he brings in a young offensive coordinator in Kendall Browse who, again, yeah, there's still that stink. But he's been around some exciting offenses in college football. And then a, a really safe veteran SEC coordinator in Barry Odom. Like, I, I don't think... 
it's like some like I give it a B minus. Like I'm not over the hill about it, but I just think it was like especially seeing how how splashy every other SEC hire is. Maybe this one's the sneaky one, or maybe it's just they Arkansas missed on everyone because it's Arkansas and they kind of suck, <laughs> and they just kind of fell into Sam Pittman. Rob, I I, I love your perspective. I respect it dearly. Uh, I like how you walked us through that. I am absolutely not sold on Sam Pittman. Nor, I'm not nor should it. you be. I, honestly, the Barry Odom DC hire is my favorite thing about this staff. I, I agree. Maybe if Barry Odom was head coach, I, I might like it slightly <laughs> more, to be honest. Because, because you you know, he can get Arkansas with six wins. Sure. <laughs> what else do you want? Uh, I give this a 5 out of 10. Uh, the Sam Pittman, just, it's just, I don't know, man. He's it's, been there before. It's maybe the like, least inspiring hire of the entire thing. I gave it a the yes. B- minus just because I think it's better than them trying to splash you in the rest of the SEC does. And I like, respect that. Chad Morris was I, I, supposed I, to be a splashy hire, and <laughs> it sure, sure wasn't. <laughs> okay, on to Baylor, where they uh, they lose Matt Rule to the Carolina Panthers, and they hire LSU defensive coordinator Dave Aranda. Uh, I don't have all the coordinators for everything because not all of them are set, but he his mm-hmm. OC is Larry Fedora's, DC's Ron Roberts. Um Aranda, a, a hot name in the head coaching circles in college football for a while now. Kind of felt like since he left, yeah. like since he took over as the Wisconsin DC a couple of years back, then he obviously jumped to LSU. He's like the highest paid coordinator in college football, and now he uh, he takes over a program. Matt Rule leaves in great shape. It's true. Um, I, I'm surprised it took Dave Aranda this long to get a head coaching job, but it might. He, have been I think it, he was waiting. Exactly, he was waiting for the spot, and this spot makes sense. They they're already like a well built defense, and like you said, the program in total is strong. Uh, I like this hire a lot. Larry Fedora is kind of goofy, and I kind of respect it. So. It's it's so bizarre. Larry Fedora sucks, but like as a person, uh, I don't know. Maybe he gets fired and they get a fun OC. I like this. I like Dave Randall a lot. I give it an eight out of ten. I give it a B plus, um, mainly because it, it felt like. Like, Dave Aranda's is not taking them above where they are, but I also don't think he drops them too far below. Like, I yeah, like I Dave Aranda. Yeah. Um, LSU's de- defense struggled last year, but had been so dominant before that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just I feel like they, they're just not going to really skip a beat. Like, they're going to be a consistent... They they should be a consistent 9-10 to 10 win team under Aranda. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. I, I like it. And he's got some, like... He's been in Texas before. He's yeah, I was going to say experience. that. Yeah, he played at Tech. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I like that. I think that the, the hire makes a lot of sense. And again, I, I just like Dave Randall a lot. Especially because it kind of, they, they had, well, I mean, Colorado and Michigan State were are a lot later in the process of doing this. But Matt Rule kind of took some time before jumping. So it kind of almost put Paler behind, like a, a beat behind in hiring that head coach. Yeah. And they still end up with a guy like Aranda. Like you're in pretty great yeah. shape. Uh, okay, no, for sure. Boston College, Steve Adazio finally out. Jeff Halfley, the uh, Ohio State DC in with Frank Signetti as OC, Tem, uh, Tem Lukabu as DC, Matt Thurin as special teams coordinator. Um, I'm just going to jump right into it. I gave Halfley a B plus. Guy from kind of that Northeast area, he, he obviously really took Ohio State's defense to the next level this past season. Yeah. Uh, he's a great like he he's coached under great Chiano. He coached under um, God damn, I'm forgetting his name. The old pit head coach who's on TV now. Uh, 
Dave Wanstad. Dave Wanstad. Dave Wanstad. Why do you never know any names when I can't? Because I don't know. I panic. Uh, and, and, and like he, he's a big time Shiano guy. So uh, I think fits fits kind of the Smash Mouth uh, mold of Boston College tough guy um, mentality, and really good recruiter. I, I, you give him the Ohio State bump. Just admit it. I, it's a fine hire. What? No, this is one of the better hires uh, of the Power Five. I think it's like I get it's like a low key good hire. I give it a seven out of ten. I just yeah, he's a great coordinator and a great recruiter. Like he's he's like. Right in the middle, and gets a guy in Signetti who's been around the NFL as his OC. I don't know. It just seems like a really safe, smart Boston College hire to kind of uh, get back to Smash Mouth Fair football. I, I again, I don't. I got I got to see the proof in the pudding with Halfley as a head coach. That's my uh, that's my takeaway. Well, couldn't you could have said that about ever like everyone so far? So. <laughs> I'm just lower on it than you. Um, you don't have to see the proof with Dave Aranda. I like okay. Halfley's was only Cody C for one year. I, I know, I'm just saying that doesn't seem like a sound argument that you have to see him be a head coach before I, you can I trust him as a head coach. I just kind of wanted to move on. I can break this down if you want. Yeah. I, it's because you don't... It doesn't sound like you know much about Jeff Halfley. On to Colorado. Well, you don't. That's a fact. You couldn't even name Dave Wanstead. Uh Colorado, obviously, Mel Tucker took the Michigan State job. They don't have anyone in the building yet. Uh, there's a couple of rumored guys. They threw them down. Uh, right now, their interims, uh, the receivers coach, Darren Cheverini, who's been there a while and is very much up for the job. Um, I mean, in a dream world, I guess Eric Bieniemy is technically in the running for this job. Yeah, um, I, I think it's like it'd be great for Colorado, but it wouldn't make too much sense for Bieniemy. Is my take. No, it's so stupid that anyone thinks he should take this. Uh, Cardinals DC Vance Joseph, another Colorado alum. Missouri DC Ryan Walters, Navy head coach Ken Newmodel. Oh, I can't say his last name. You know who I mean. Air Force head coach Troy Calhoun, Boise State head coach Brian Harson, Central Michigan's head coach Jim Mack. Uh, I think if I'm Colorado, Harson's my target. But I don't think Harson's leaving. Like, why? It kind of brings up it brings up the argument that would you rather be at a powerhouse group of five or a bottom feeder? Group yeah, of it's, five? it's true. I mean, but Colorado at least has had flashes the last five years, you know. But but at the same time, because it, it, like that, and because of obviously their history yeah. uh, under Bill McCartney in the nine the eighties and nineties, it's like they they might have like the fan base might have unreasonable expectations too. On yeah. top of that. So it's like I, unless it's obviously for a big pay raise, which I don't no. think it would be uh, necessarily like a massive one, like Tucker got with Michigan State. Um, it just seems like a, almost a worse move for a guy like Carson yeah. to leave. Uh, um, I mean, wh- who, who do you th- who do you think's the most of the guys I named? Who's the most realistic to both get it and, and want it? Maybe Calhoun. I don't even know. It's kind of a weird gig. I know. Maybe it Vance. I, I I think ugh, I think Vance would be cool to get that job. I think Vance it would be very interesting. At the end of the day, I almost feel like they're just going to retain um, Darren Chivarini as the head coach, just because it's so late in the process and like, yeah. You know? Which would be uninspiring, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think the dark horse is Ryan Walters. Fair enough. I mean, uh, yeah, it's just. 
His, they, most of them have ties to either Colorado, Colorado State, or the state mm-hmm. in general. Walter's dad was the quarter, like a star quarterback at Colorado back um, then. I mean, obviously, but going back, Eric Bieniemy is the home run hire, but I don't think they can get him. No, I uh, yeah, I, I feel like no matter what, the, like it's probably gonna be uninspiring. Yeah. Whatever happens. But hey, let's stay in state. Colorado State. Uh, Mike Bobo out. Steve Adazio <laughs> in. Uh, with Joey, Joey Lynch and Chuck Years as OC here, and DC. Here comes that boy. Um, I give it an F. <laughs> uh, I gave it. <laughs> Why do you hate Steve so much, Ralph? Just let's hear it. He, he, well, like all the shit that came into Boston College under his tenure was yeah, not yeah. good. He's not. He's not a good. From what I understand, he's both not a good person or a head coach. <laughs> yeah, but how about Chuck Eater? Yeah, Kenny Guyton is the receivers coach, the former backup at Ohio State. Sick. So. I, I give it a three um, for the Chuck Eater bump. Yeah, oh, Chuck earned all three of those points. <laughs> yeah, Joe. They're gonna be playing some good D defense in Colorado State. That's kind of yeah. Uh, let's, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. We don't want to talk about it. We don't have to. That's the, the this is what we want to talk about. Though, the baby. Pos- this is the positive of having a show That's nobody true. listens to. FAU, uh, Lane Kiffin leaves for Ole Miss. Willie Taggart is staying in the state of Florida Um, as head coach. OC duo of Clint Trickett and Drew Mayer. I can't say names. Not fair that I say it. (laughs) Maringer, DC, Jim Levitt, and special teams coordinator. I love it, Rob. Uh, Jim Levitt is one of my favorite defensive coordinators in college football history, so bang. He's actually a name I saw uh, mentioned as a Colorado. Going back there. I mean, that would make sense. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. But that's a home run for for FAU, getting him as DC. I've always been a Willie Taggart fan. It bit me in the ass, but him staying at a a, group of five school, I think that's... We know know he can succeed at a group of five school, especially in Florida. He recruits that state perfectly. at that for that level really yeah. well um he's turned around western kentucky and south florida yep. in the past he also brings the, like it, it's hard to replace the star power at head coach that a guy like lane yeah. kiffin has and not that willie taggart's a star but his name still carries a lot of weight especially in that state uh and then and obviously jim lovett's one of the most veteran defensive coordinators in and college Clint football trick it, baby. and Clint, Clint, I love yeah. Clint Trickett, and he was on Last Chance. No, here, so. I, the, the, the Trickett thing is like, do I know how well it's going to work? No, but it's exciting. And, and Willie Taggart's obviously going to have a massive yeah. like, hand in that yeah. offense anyway. I give it a B plus because yeah. um, really, really, like it's hard to see how a coach like Taggart rebounds after what happened at Florida State. But the combination of Group of Five and staying in the state of Florida with Levitt. Really Agreed. And like uh, as you kind of touched upon, moving from a guy like Lane Kiffin to Willie Taggart, it's just impressive to me to, to be able to do that because we see so many times like you. It, it just means FAU's like really at the upper echelon. Exactly. Of group of five. I, I gave this an eight and a half out of ten. Okay, Florida State staying in state. Willie Taggart, obviously out. Mike Norvell, Memphis head coach, in with Kenny Dillingham, Adam Fuller, and John Papagius as his coordinators. And he's retaining Odell Haggins as his assistant cool. head coach. The uh, Haggins has literally been at Florida State since like 90, 93 or something on the coaching staff, and longer as a player. Like, it's ridiculous that he just survives every change. I love it. Change. Yeah. Um, I give it an A minus because I think. Although, um, 
the the Taggart thing was strange just because he jumped ship at Oregon mm-hmm. immediately. Uh, with Norvell, it's not really the same that you're getting this offensive arm for the group five. Norvell, we saw him develop actual NFL yeah. talent yeah. at Memphis in, in a way that and completely turn that program around. Um, in a way that we hadn't really seen, and like so impressively, like lose NFL talent and then immediately replace it. Yes, and like not to ding Taggart too much, but like the work he did at Western Kentucky was pretty was. impressive, obviously. But in South Florida, it was kind of like Jim Levitt kind of set the stage for South Florida to be one of the better Group of Five programs. Obviously, he left uh, for a bad reason, but. Um, Norvell really built that Memphis program like 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 the NFL talent he developed very impressive. We know he can recruit lesser talent and develop it, and now he gets to recruit the state of Florida where there's tons of talent. Um, I don't know. I just we're both really big Mike Norvell guys, so that might make us a little bit biased. Yeah, but yeah. it's hard not to love. I'm just happy you got a chance. I hundred percent agree with this. everything you said, Rob. Kind of cool that he he repoached Kenny Dillingham from Auburn back to join him because he was with Memphis two years ago as his OC. That's kind of cool. Uh, I give it a 9 out of 10. I, again, I love Mike Norvell, and I'm just so happy that he's got a big-time gig. Uh, okay, on to Fresno State where Jeff Tepford stepped down. They brought in Kalen DeBoer. Uh, DeBoer was Indiana's OC last year, but has a has a history at Fresno State. He was, obviously, he was their OC yeah. before he took over at Indiana. Uh, this just felt like a really smart, natural hire with Tepper yeah. stepping down. DeBoer helped turn in those those uh, powerhouse group of five Fresno State teams um, two years ago. And he did. That was one of the most impressive offenses I've seen at Indiana 100%. in recent yeah. memory. And he was doing it with two different quarterbacks. So this felt like as much as a slam dunk hire as Fresno State can get. So I give it a B plus. I respect that. I, I just give it a solid 7 out of 10. So I agree with everything you said. It just it just made a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, like they're not like I don't think they're gonna like take a big step forward under him, but they're not gonna take a step back. And it just felt like such a natural move to go yeah, with him, exactly. right? Uh, okay, on to Hawaii, where Nick Rolovich left to take the Washington State job. They hired former Pitt and Arizona head coach Todd Graham, who brings in GJ Kenny as his OC, the former Tulsa QB. Uh, Victor Santa Cruz is DC. Dan Phillips is a special teams corner. I gave it a D. I kind of love it. I don't know why. I'm... This is the first time they've Hawaii's hired a non-Islander as their head coach in quite some time. I think this is such a bad move. He's got no history on like Hawaii is yeah. a different animal for coaching. He has no history there. He doesn't. He like he doesn't like. I just think it, no. You don't. You don't do that. It, with I, okay, let me. I'll, I'll, I'll take the other side of the argument. I kind of like. I'm not a huge Todd Graham fan. He's fine, but I. I like Todd Graham too, and I just think this was a dumb move for. I just kind of uh, respect that they cool. got a guy with some cachet who's obviously been a multiple time. A guy, a guy who couldn't get a head coaching gig after Arizona State fired him and was out of football for two years. I know. He couldn't get coaching. Hey, but do you, it's, Todd Graham's not some massive I, name. Todd Graham got fired at Arizona State and Herm Edwards immediately. <laughs> I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm not pounding the table for Todd Graham. Uh, the Hawaii connection is, I, I guess, Victor Santa Cruz, who's, who uh, played at Hawaii, coached there uh, previously. Azusa. Yeah, but, but I, I'm, ta- I'm talking the, literally, it was like the first time in like 50 years that their head coach yeah. is no island ties. Like, that's weird. I don't like that at all. And, um, 
Also, Todd Graham's got a history of just jumping yeah. teams really quick. So if he does have some success pretty early on in Hawaii, don't be the surprised. The most exciting part of this else. to me is kind of uh, G.J. Guinea, baby, because it's such a weird hire. Uh, was with the Philadelphia Eagles last year as like an offensive analyst. Um, Tulsa ties with Todd Graham, which is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> so I think the weirdest thing about it is that I used to play with him in NCAA video games, and now he's a, now he's I an know. offensive coordinator. I know. Um, I give it a seven. I I I, I respect your uh, stance on this, though, Rob. I think that's oh, like actually yeah, a big I, I, deal. I that's fair. Especially for like booster and fan support, like it just felt weird. Especially because Nick Rolovich was like kind of yeah. the perfect. Thing to be the yeah. perfect guy to be their head coach. Okay, Memphis, Norvell, obviously to Florida State. Uh, they named Ryan Silverfield, who was the assistant head coach and O line coach, their new head coach. Very similar move to the Sean yeah. Clark thing with App State. Sure. Uh, his his coordinators are Kevin Johns as OC, Mike McIntyre as like DC, that. which is really interesting, and then Pete Lam- Lembo as his uh, special teams coordinator. I, I give it a hit of ten. At the Ma- uh, Silverfield, I just trust him because you know he was heir apparent to Mike Norvell. And the, the Mike McIntyre hire is pretty pretty cool, in my opinion. Sneaky yeah. interesting, well, We were both right? big <laughs> McIntyre, uh, Philip Lindsay, Cepho fans, so. I was only a McIntyre guy because his he son was, was the starting slot. He should be in the NFL right now. He was sick. But, yeah, with Silverfield, you get, like, he, he was the right-hand man of Norvell, who's obviously been the most successful head coach at Memphis in some time. Um, the players love him. Like you don't really lose any of the like the yeah. recruiting ability you have because he takes over, and like just having an experienced DC like McIntyre step in too, and, and, and Silverfield's got a lot of NFL experience, which I think is an underrated thing to find in a first time mm, group no, of five head coach. Um, and Kevin Johns coming from Texas Tech is kind of a cool little thing too, like because. Norvell is such a good head coach. Like Memphis, I'm sure will take some sort of setback, but I don't think it's like some major rebuilding no. situation whatsoever. I think it was just a really smart, I, I totally clean agree. move for them to do this. Okay, one of the more interesting ones: Mark D'Antonio steps down uh, like a week after getting a huge bonus, and then th- the, being investigated for infractions. Uh, Colorado. Loses Mel Tucker after he says he's going to stay because Michigan State doubled his salary and I think doubled his um, coaching staff uh, money or salary pool. Um, now, his coordinators haven't been hired yet, but the rumor is he's bringing mm-hmm. them with him from Colorado. So, in that situation, it would be Jay Johnson, Tyson Summers, and Ross Ells. Still, that's up in the air. Um, Mel Tucker, although I don't love how it kind of yeah. went down. He's he's a bit he's a Big Ten guy. Played at Wisconsin, obviously. He's from Ohio. He was the uh, Buckeyes DC when they won or or DB coach when they won the Natty, and he was the DC and and he he coached on the Browns, and obviously he was Nick Saban's right hand man. He was Kirby Smart's right hand man, and then he became Colorado's head coach. It's, just, it's the only thing with that is it worries me when there's a lot of quick movement, like similar to what I was kind of alluded to. With Todd Graham is like. He has been yeah. all over the last, like, five years. So it's hard to kind of build up ties and recruiting in a certain community. But at the same time, this mm-hmm. is kind of his home area is the Big Ten. He fits the mold of a Big Ten, or specifically a Michigan State head coach with his defensive background and his toughness. 
So I, I give it a B plus, and I'm only dinging it because of the way it happened, which is stupid. But I, don't know, I mean, it just it, rubs me the wrong I mean, way. We can talk for a long time about coach movements versus player movements in college football, and it's clearly unfair. But uh, yeah, under the circumstances, just grading this for Michigan State, uh, I think they did pretty well. I gave it a seven and a half out of ten. I, I like Mel Tucker, and you mentioned how how quickly he's moved around. I think me this too. could be his uh, his long term home. All the ties make a lot of sense, like you mentioned. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. It makes sense why Michigan State threw it all at him, and I think it, like I would rather have Mel Tucker as my head coach I, I than agree Dan at this Tony point, yeah. at this point. Uh, okay, on to Mississippi State, where it got interesting. Joe Morehead out after just two years. Had to Oregon as the OC. That's pretty cool. Uh, and they hired Mike Leach away from Washington State. He's finally in the SEC. We, I'm staring at his book, Swing Your Sword, right now because I'm the biggest Mike Leach guy. Uh, DC, Zach, and Arnett, special teams quarter Matt Brock. Seeing the air raid, the true air raid in the SEC for the first time. The most exciting my voice cracked the most exciting uh, hire in all of college football because we love Mike Leach I, m- most interesting for like even outside yeah, of our just, love of like him most seeing his offense Still. in the SEC um, I guess again but truly <laughs> in today's SEC um, yeah I give it a 9 out of 10 I'm, I just want to see what happens it's, like, there's not even much to say about Mike Leach about this move I know <laughs> I, you give, I give it an A plus I love that we're, we're both so in on it that's because even if it burns and fails, I respect that Mississippi State said, fuck it, let's go with it. Like, Mike Leach has been producing... Um, I've got an article coming out that's going to uh, have a lot of Mike Leach info in it. Um, but, like, he's produced... Like, Cliff Kingsbury is, like, the hot name. Like, Cliff Kingsbury played for him. Graham Harrell's a hot name. Graham Harrell played for him. Um, a lot of, like, Lincoln Riley played for him and coached under him. A lot of the... the best modern like Mike Leach is obviously the truest form of the air raid where he's him, him and Hal <laughs> Mummy watch the Dallas Renegades games and do you do you not just love he doesn't even have like Mike has a little piece of paper and he's just, just a Hal towel over anything. his shoulders <laughs> yeah it's hilarious because it's the truest form of air raid where you're like just recycling through like six plays and they're all mesh uh anyway A plus on to Missouri where Barry Odom obviously is out Eli Drinkwitz is in. Ryan Walters is DC. Talked about him a little bit earlier. I give this a C. I, I it just feels like a one-year wonder. Drinkwitz jumping to the SEC off a Scott Satterfield built team. Satterfield already turning Louisville around, which makes you really believe in Satterfield and not so sure about Drinkwitz. And right yeah, we, the I mean, SEC. we've talked not on podcasts about like the merits of hiring a coach that kind of like took a slight step, but like the, the that did it because of someone else building their program. Yeah, essentially, just doesn't wreck a program. Yeah, and again, it was only one year. I for a short kinda, period. I, of time. I will say this: Eli Drinkwood sounds like he should be a preacher in Missouri. So I kind of love this. I think it's a great name for Mizzou. I, I want to give it a seven out of ten. I, I I think I have a little more faith in Drinkwood okay, than you do, but I I agree with like you have to see it still. Like you have to see all the first time. Look, some some of them we've we've seen glimpses. I don't know what I'm trying to make a joke about. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> New Mexico, Bob Davey out. Danny Gonzalez in. This uh, Arizona State DC, uh, bringing Derek Warheim as his OC. Or Rocky Long as his DC and Jamie Christian as special <laughs> team kinda, coordinator. Kind of weird. Uh, yeah, Rocky Long. Kind of goofed himself in ending up at New Mexico State. Uh, New Mexico, sorry, not New Mexico State. 
Uh, from San Diego well, State. Where, where Rocky's already been <laughs> the head coach before. He tried to strong arm San Diego State into a, a raise, and then like, it's, yeah, it's hard and then wanted a, like a, a better gig, and like, so now, and now he's the DC for his old DC. Yes, I, I love it though because like Rocky Long was the guy who invented Brian. Rocky Rollins, Long's a good so coach. Yo, Rocky, no, this is like, this is, Rocky Long's already one of the best GCs in Group of Five. Danny Gonzalez, I like him a lot. He, obviously, the success he, he had at um, San Diego State and then at uh, the, Arizona State. What do you think about the Wareheim hire? The, the, he was, time. he was, for, for some background, he was Texas's special teams corner slash tight ends. I know, it's super weird. Honestly, the, so what I think is going to happen here is... New Mexico is going to be like one of those teams that's losing games. Like and I'm here for it. Yeah, no, I, and they're going to run the fuck out of that sick three three five Gonzalez and Rocky Long love so much. I'm very in on this. Like it's just so random. Like in New Mexico is so irrelevant, and I think Danny Gonzalez is a really good group of five head coaching hire. And the fact that he gets Rocky Long with them hilarious. I again, I agree with you. Yeah, uh, would you give it? I respect. I, I give it. A, I give it a <laughs> But I respect. All of it involved, so. I'm glad. It, uh, if you're exactly. not going to like it, you might as well respect it. Okay, we already talked about Mississippi State. The other half of the Egg Bowl, Ole Miss, Matt Luke out, Lane Kiffin in, uh, which Jeff Levy is OC, DJ Durkin slash Chris Partridge is his DC, and Blake Gideon, the old Texas safety, is special teams coordinator. With no one had, I, I had to put this down because no one had more notable assistant coaches than Lane Kiffin. Former Lions running back Kevin Smith is running back coach. Former NFL DB Terrell Buckley's his cornerbacks coach. His dad's on the staff because <laughs> Old Monty Giffen's the best. Phil Lodeholt's okay. on the staff. And this is the wackiest the fucking staff ever, and I love it. And it, it gets the bump because Mike Leach is across state from him. No, it's the, the, okay if there was no more perfect Mississippi's hires than so much fun. Leach and Kiffin. Right. Uh, okay. Like, if you want to, like, I, I, Lane Kiffin is a good coach. I'm not the biggest Lane Kiffin fan, but he can. Two things about Lane Kiffin: he can recruit, and he can build interesting offenses, uh, which is kind of exactly what a, a school like Ole Miss needs. Uh, who's a, 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 a school that can be relevant in SEC, but is never going to win yeah. in SEC. It's kind of like it's. And I think he's a much better coach now than he was when he yeah. was the last of Power 5 coach, obviously. And he's built up an ability to recruit really well um, at FAU. I don't know. I, I, I think Jeff Webby really like is him. an interesting hire. I think he's got a chance to be a hot name coming from UCF. Uh, it, another one maybe built on the backs, but putting up like 45 points a game. Regardless, the, t- the defensive staff is wacky, like Michigan men. Uh, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I, you know what? Fuck, I'm giving it an 8.5 out of 10. It's fun because Lane Kiffin is all star power, um, creativity on offense and recruiting, and then Leach is the inventor of the area, but so so true to the area that he's almost stubborn, and it's like this old yeah, school version of the area. I can't wait for the. Like, you know what I mean? And, and, and then like he doesn't like even pay attention to the rest <laughs> of his coaching staff. Like it's 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 polar opposites, but also both star powers. So I love it. Uh, you know what else? I love Old Dominion. 
Uh, Bobby Wilder out. Penn State OC Ricky Ronnie in. Um, brings with him Kirk Campbell, Blake Siler, and Kevin Smith as his coordinators. I mean, I'm I'm not a big Ricky Ronnie guy. I, but that's kind of my thing is like, if it was a more high profile group of five job, I'd, I'd, I'd be like, it does, like, it, just because it really feels like he's just, like, he was James Franklin. <laughs> yeah. It's James Franklin's offense. Um, I, I don't know. I also, Ricky Ronnie's a bad name. I give it a C. Plus. It, it's uninspiring, uh, but it's also Old Dominion, so. Like, it's a good I, get for you them. Know what? Keep an eye on Blake Siler. That's my take. Uh, yeah, ex- I feel the same way. It's it's not it's not exciting. It's Like, getting a Penn State OC to, to Old Dominion is kind of cool, regardless who it is. Uh, I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Rutgers. Chris, Chris Ash out. Greg Schiano back in. Uh, steals Oklahoma State OC. Sean Gleason brings in Rob Smith as a DC. Adam Shire as his uh, special teams coordinator. Juan Underwood's receivers coach. Retweet. Um, I give it an A. Greg Shannon's the only guy who's like ever had success at Rutgers, and the fact that he can get Sean Gleason, who obviously went from Princeton to Oklahoma State and has this huge high profile, and he's able to then poach him from yeah. Oklahoma State, and he's also from Jersey, and like it's just a very it's a combination of like Shan. Uh, if Rutgers okay, is going to do I anything, agree with everything you said. I should give it a higher grade. I give it a lower grade. Yeah, like it's too weird for me. The, the other ones were perfect weird. This is a little. T- I don't know. Shiano being back is just so strange. Wait, how, why? Just him being back is why? so so weird. It's no, not it's even not. I, I, like I give it a seven and a half out of ten. I like and. No, I know. I just I um like who would you? What would have been a better option? Like not that like I think seven and a half out of ten is a good grade to give it. I'm just saying like is there a better thing for them so, to do? Yeah. I don't think so. Right. And the fact that he got I like Gleason the Gleason from I, I mean, I agree. It's just, it's just so weird. <laughs> I love it, but I hate it. It but is a good it, hire. Yeah. It's good. It's good. If you, I, if you if you're not gonna like if you're gonna be a power five team that's like never gonna it's win true. a conference, be fun. Yeah. That's what I say. Uh, okay, San Diego State. You talked about Rocky Long fucking himself out of a job, especially because like, would you rather live in San Diego uh, the, or New the Mexico? State of Enchantment or whatever it's called? I always forget. Uh, give me New Mexico, please. And this is even better because Brady Hoke is now saying you're a six-head coach again. So fucking weird. Brady Hoke played the goddamn long con, uh, taking the D-line coach in San Diego State last year. He did nothing to earn this head coaching job back, which is the best part. That's my favorite hire. I'm giving it a 3 out of 10. I give it a C plus because at least Brady Hoke, we know he do can we? do stuff. Okay, that's, that's true. And Ball at, State. At San Diego State. Uh, his coordinators are Jeff Hecklinski, Hecklinski, Kurt yeah, Maddox, uh, uninspiring and coordinators as well. So, S- speaking of uninspiring coordinators, UNLV hired uh, Marcus Arroyo, the Oregon OC, to replace Tony Sanchez. He brought with them Peter Hansen as a DC, Jordan Papau as his special teams coordinator. I give it a D. Uh, I don't. I don't think like somehow Oregon talk like worked themselves into an upgraded OC by their head coach or by their OC leaving to be a head coach and then stumbling uh, into Jim yeah, Moorhead. I I agree with you. I I don't hate this hire though. I see. I'm. I was very I vi- like, like I. I do not like like Arroyo run like Arroyo. 
has no like okay he has history yeah. on on the west coast obviously so you you hope he can recruit some there but the offense was very uninspiring and way too safe with Justin Herbert and just like they did not put up what they should have put up with Justin Herbert and he, I, I don't know I just I don't think he did I enough understand to earn a it. it's a bad taste in your mouth but it's also UNLV getting like a a decently high profile corner from a good power 5 team. like I'm not saying I'm not defending Marcus Aurora really um, no, yeah, I, I, see, gave I, like a, I gave it a six and a half out of ten. Um, also, like, I, I don't know why, but Peter Hansen coming from Stanford as the inside linebackers coach as DC is kind of an interesting one to watch. They produce some linebackers, so your your, your line of your, your list of interesting yeah, because it's the guys that I know so aren't really interesting, like but I'm interested in. <laughs> and they're all at like weird, like because everyone knows what's interesting. I'm telling you the, the things that aren't really interesting. Yeah, you're 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 a deep insider. Okay, South Florida, Charlie Strong out, Jeff Scott, Clemson OC in, brings a coordinating group of Charlie Weiss Jr., uh, Glenn Spencer, and Daniel Duprato. Yes. Uh, also has Pat White on as the running backs coach. Okay, so you been, you know I can never give this a bad grade because Pat White Pat White's on the staff, but also I, I like the hire of Jeff Scott. I see. My thing is like I don't dis like I'm fine with the hire of Jeff Scott, but I love the combo of Weiss and Spencer as the coordinators. Weiss obviously has yeah. had a lot of su- success as a young uh, coordinator um, yeah. at FAU under Lane Kiffin, and Glenn Spencer also uh, in the state of Florida is a, like a, one of the better group yeah, of five. I, defensive I think this is a good staff, and again, Pat White bump. Uh, Getting Jeff Scott a head coaching job is gonna be interesting. Just and, to watch, but yeah, I I I think Jeff Scott gets a little bit of, like I only gave it a B because I I don't think Jeff Scott's mm. like some great coach or anything. But the fact that he could steal or I, I don't know if he stole them, but he ends up with both the FAU coordinators who obviously had a ton of success. So they they know the state, they know the conference, and then Scott should have um, some pull in recruiting coming from Clemson. Like, it just feels like South Florida's going to get back Agreed. on track. Agreed. I, I give it an 8 out of now. 10. Yeah, I like it. That's pretty good. Uh, UTSA, Fire Frank Wilson, bring in Jeff Trailer with Barry Lonnie Jr., Tyrone Nix, and Tommy Perry. Uninspiring. I give it a 3.5 out of what 10. What do you think? Just boring. Like, it's just like, I know. And it's like, if you're so irrelevant, get goofy. Fucking I go for it. And, like, at least, like, you brought up with Marcus Arroyo, like, although I don't like hire. it at all. He's a, and, 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 like, yeah. Ricky Ronnie with Old Dominion. Like, two guys who I don't think did much to earn themselves group of five head coaching jobs, but at least they were at high-profile relevant schools as power five offensive corners, where it's like Jeff Triller was a bad, like, was the assistant coach on a bad yeah. Arkansas team, and... Like, has never really been an irrelevant college football coach, and it felt like it all happened. Like, he is quickly went from a high school head coach to now a five head coach. They basically just brought in, like, five head coach. the Arkansas coaching staff B team, which is, like, none of this it's makes weird, sense. weird, right? <laughs> it's really... No. Okay, finally, uh, in the way that Mississippi really got it right with uh, Lane Kiffin... And um, Mike Leach, Reed's the state of Washington, got it right, too. Chris Peterson steps down as Washington's head coach. Jimmy Lake, the defensive coordinator such DB coach, immediately steps in. Perfect replacement, Absolutely. in my mind. Um, 
Brings it brings in John Donovan as his OC too. Uh, keeps Pete Kwiatkowski as his DC. Okay, John Donovan's the interesting part in all this, right? I... Yeah, be, because obviously it was like Chris Chris Peterson, offensive guy. Uh, Kwiatkowski yep. and Lake were the co-DCs. Lake has been a name and buzzing for a while now. Um, it almost felt like he, he probably would have ended up uh, a head coach at a different Power 5 school, maybe a lower quality Power 5 school sooner if... Um, like probably by next year, honestly. Hell, if Chris uh, maybe Colorado would have swung from. That honestly, that would have been a fucking so. Yeah, it feels like he would have been out sooner rather than later. So the, uh, keeping Jimmy Lake is an absolute home run for Washington. And him ha- yeah. having the continuity with Kutowski is his DC, but yeah, and then the, 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 we mentioned the Donovan hire, a guy who had a lot of success um, under James Franklin at Vandy at Penn State. It's an interesting one, and I'm excited to see how the offense changes, especially with like new quarterback coming in the offense. Yeah, very I different at Washington. I don't know. I kind of feel like Donovan might have a shorter leash than he should. I will. I I, I think exactly because you, you know uh, you go to the AD and it's like okay, Jimmy, like you've been here for so long, you've built masterful defenses. One of the like uh, yeah. recruits the area really well, yeah. develops some of the best DBs in the country. Kwiatkowski yep. and you. So know Johnny, you the offense wasn't running, you're out, right? And hopefully they bring in someone better. But I, like, I, I, I kind of love it. I it would be it would have been more fun if they got someone more fun at OC. But it's gonna be an interesting uh, little project for for Donovan there. Like I, I think with Jimmy Lake in charge, it's consistently Washington yeah, is going to be sure. a top twenty five team. I give it an A. It feels like the perfect Absolutely. replacement for Chris Peterson. Um, so, yeah. Eight and I, I've got no qualm there. What did you give it? Yeah. Okay, so we're on the same page, basically. Uh, and then finally, Washington State. Perfect because Washington with Chris Peterson yep. is very, like, professional. We know what we're doing. We're coming in. We're consistent top 25 team. We're competing for back 12 titles. And then Washington State is doesn't have the same exact history as Washington, a lot more inconsistencies in the history. They have Mike Leach, the zany guy, rebuilds the program through the air raid, has them competing for Pac-12 titles, losing every Apple Cup because he's so stubborn. And it's just, it's the best. It's the best. So let's replace Mike Leach, because Peterson is to Lake is such a smooth transition. Leach to Nick Rulovich, the Hawaii head coach, is like the same thing. Except instead of the air raid, it's the run and shoot. He brings with him uh, OC combo Brian Smith and Craig Stutzman, DC Jack Dickard, and special teams. Yeah, Nick Rolovich's goal Good is just to win the Apple Cup and ruin Washington season, I think, right? And, like, Rolovich is, like, Pretty, the closest thing to Mike Leach it, it's, in college. It's almost football. like, I, it's maybe so just because we, we didn't get to know his personality that much in Hawaii, but, like, it's almost like he gets to Washington State and tries to act more like Mike Leach. No, but, but like, I think it was just, yeah, like you said, it was, like, you didn't see as much because Hawaii was in the group five, but, like, he was always so goofy, and him yeah. and Cole McDonald were a lot of fun, and now it's, like, we get to see Rolovich kind of, like, it's, I, I think it's the perfect thing to keep Washington State relevant is hire Nick Rolovich. I give it an A. I'm really, my my four favorite hires are the Apple Cup duo of Jimmy Lake and Nick Rolovich and the Egg Bowl uh, duo of My pitch is, let's um, do an Apple Cup Egg Bowl crossover challenge next year. Okay. Yeah. Now uh, I gave it. I, I couldn't split the Washington. All right. So I gave them both eight and a halfs. 
Wow, there we go. That's well. That's it for us. Um, tune in next week when we talk about quarterbacks fitting on teams, and uh, also the NFL Combine and NFL Draft season really starting to hype up. And soon we'll get into position ranks. It'll be all NFL Draft all the time. But AJ and I sometimes we just need to talk Super Bowl prop bets, Oscars, and coaching changes. So thank you for listening. Bye. Goodbye.